serve it up to the whiskey run dry you take your sugar and take your sweets and welcome everybody to the lunacy podcast my name is tony i'm here with dave david and connor Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis, I am Tony Pervenanzi. It is uh, Sunday night, guys. Sunday night, sorry. Uh, it's uh, the night after the first match of the season for the Loons and all of MLS in general, the kickoff of the season. And we're going to get into that, how the Apple uh, season pass, uh, MLS season pass went, uh, how the Loons looked, of course, without uh, their star player. Uh, before we get into that, guys, uh, we did have... Uh, this week, a little snowstorm that came through for three of us. Uh, David got to sit two, out two of his, us on his lunch. Well, two of us because you were gone, Dave, so yes, you didn't have to yeah. deal with the shit. So uh, David got to sit on his lawn chair on his in his in his nice uh, driveway in Florida and sip uh, whiskey and smoke cigars while we were out here shoveling, you know, thirteen to twenty inches of snow. Yep. So um, yeah, that was that was fun. Um, but. Uh, I do want to mention, guys, there's a big thing on the social media. And I guess the social media people are crazy. They're, you know, keyboard warriors and they're anonymous so they can do these things. People bashing the uh, the meteorologists around here for predicting a major snowstorm. When we did really have a major snowstorm, it just wasn't the 20 inches that they wanted it to be. It wasn't yeah. as bad. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like it's, I think media in general does this a lot. I think they do this all the time. They overhype these things all the time. Like, I mean, I, I think it's Dan Barrero, you know, obviously of KFAN local radio station that, you know, calls it weather terrorism in a sense. Maybe he didn't coin that phrase, but I've heard it before. And I, I just feel like all winter it's been that way. Even though like this winter in Minnesota, we've gotten a lot of snow. But I just think it's it. Hey, it's clickbait. I have I have no doubt that's what it is. It like if you're a meteorologist on Twitter, hey, are you going to get more clicks if you're predicting 28 inches of oh, snow or you're predicting well, 12 inches of snow? Oh, hold on, Dave. I'm sorry to go off on that little rant, but you can't you can't now you can say that about meteorologists in general, but you can't really say that about the National Weather Service and the 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 uh, National Weather Service here in Minnesota. They were predicting huge numbers potentially uh and they were right on they were right on yeah. to tell you the truth they wow. did predict predict a 90 percent chance of getting 12 inches or more in the metro and everybody got 12 inches or more right. and make no mistake i mean we, we we got hit by a significant snowstorm i'm just saying i i just i'm not i don't care that much but i do love that meme you'll see every once in a while on twitter where it's like you know they have this huge swath of a storm across the midwest and it says anywhere between two to 78 inches of snow possible because right. you know, that's right. what it seems like but yeah <laughs> i was lucky because i'm just yeah i'm making light of this because i was timed it perfectly i flew out to colorado on monday flew home friday night so i i missed all of it so uh yeah so we have a huge snowstorm here guys while we were dealing with our big snowstorm here well after our big snowstorm they had a huge storm out in uh california guys mm. which Hence canceled the- Canceled El Trafico uh, because of the severe weather at the in Los Angeles. They had a blizzard warning in Los Angeles County. Oh, it was yeah, first, it, that's right. I did hear since, about that for the first yeah. time since 1989. 89 and I think it was. I think it was well somewhere in Southern California. I saw pictures on Twitter today. Uh, I think I want to say it was San Bernardino County, 
Um, but certainly in Southern California, there was significant snowfall, like mm -hmm. uh, multiple inches, maybe close to a foot in some places. So that's pretty oh, wild. Oh, wow. And wow. then, yeah, and I saw, uh, I saw that the Hollywood sign got snow. Um, so the Hollywood Hills got snow, um, mm -hmm. which was the first time in like, oh, 15 years or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder, Tony, you mentioned the El Trafico uh, that got postponed indefinitely. I mean, they haven't scheduled a date uh, to uh, make that up, but I I'm think seeing July, uh, July 4th, the weekend, July 4th, they're uh, talking about. I think, I don't know if it was in regards to the same system, but the Portland match was, was is we've got Monday night football, let's call it, <laughs> yeah. on Monday night. So that, I don't know if that was the same system, you know, up further north, of course, but Portland got rescheduled. But they were the people of uh, the uh, fans of Los Angeles. They were pissed because they were trying to break the record by doing it in the Rose Bowl. They were hoping to break the mm. record that Charlotte that Charlotte had last year uh, of seventy four thousand fans, I think. And they were hoping that they would break that record at the Rose Bowl, but they did not get a chance to. Last so, I heard, um, they were well on their way to doing so, but I, mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. Yeah, they're pussies out there. I mean, come on, a little <laughs> rain. Come on, yeah. give me a break. It was a lot of snow. It was a lot of snow. Well, whole, not that of the Rose Bowl, though. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. But certainly I mean, in Southern California, for Southern California to get snow in general is pretty amazing. Did, but Did we not all, did three of us not go to the home opener last year where we had thunderstorms? That, That's that right. And then we had a snowstorm after the fact. Do you remember? Yeah. That? Did we not? I mean, we did a game. It was fine. That's easy to say when you're in the uh, in the club, Tony, right? Well, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> that we were. Whatever. So, uh, anywho, guys, uh, that little weather report, uh, and uh, we'll get done with that. Let's talk about beer, because uh, we're drinking tonight. It's Sunday night. Um, let's see. Well, David, you go first. What are you drinking from the land of Florida tonight? Yeah, so I've got a, a new beer. Uh, it is from Swamphead Brewing in Gainesville, and it's the uh, Sun Showers Session Sour Ale. Uh, it's brewed with papaya and pineapple, um, so there's a nice little tartness in there. 4.5% uh, alcohol. This thing isn't like so sour that you can't have a number of these um when i when i first got this pack i had three right then um it's a very easy drinker uh, but there's a good there's a good amount of tartness um which is nice and yeah four and a half percent not gonna not gonna notice anything there um but yeah it's a it's a good beer i it's not that i i didn't visit this brewery um i just bought the six pack so um yeah, it's really great. I, I look forward to trying some other ones from this place. Swamphead, huh? Yeah. Swamphead uh, Brewing. No wonder they um, that's the the home of the Florida Gators up there in, in Gainesville. So it, it's very very fitting for a swamphead. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweet. All right, great. Well, I will uh go next. I uh stopped by Nordic Brew Pub up in Monticello for the second time uh, since they've been open. And I picked up uh, their Monty's Golden Light, which is an American light 
uh, ale or American Light Pilsner. I don't even know if it says Pilsner or ale. It must be an ale. Uh, 4.3% alcohol, so it's a very easy sipper. It is your typical light ale. Um, got a little bit of a taste to it. Not as like, it's not like a Coors Light or anything like that. It actually has some body to it. Uh, but 4.3%, you can chug the crap out of this and not feel it in the morning. So, yeah, and that's from Nordic uh, Brew Pub up in uh, Monticello. So, uh, let's see. How about Connor? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I am also drinking a beer from the land of Florida today. Mm. Um, I still happen to have the La Nina from uh, Louder Ale down there. Uh, uh, we had not, my wife and I had not had a chance to drink it. So I just got it out tonight and poured my wife a glass and, um, and I've got one for the pod tonight. So, uh, it's really good. It's very, very strong on the habanero. Um, and, uh, not so much in the mango. It's supposed to be flavored with mango and habanero, but, uh, um, yeah, you can definitely taste the habanero at the, at the back of your, at the back of your throat, very spicy, but I don't taste a lot of mango, um, which I wish there was a little bit more of. Uh, but it's it's very thick too. It's a, it's a very that you can it, it almost looks like a milkshake. Um, but it's very good. It's uh, I I would definitely if I ever get down to Miami again, I'll drink it again. Yeah. It tastes okay after being. Oh yeah, yeah, that's fine. French for a while. Oh yeah, it's a, there are some beers that I've had in my fridge for like three years. I need to get rid of those. Oh, shit, there's Jeez. like some yeah. stuff that some stuff that I was I, I picked up when I was on when I was a courier for on time that that are still in there, and I I need to oh. get rid of those. Great. All right, so yeah. two Florida beers tonight. Wow, hmm. first for for a long time. I mean, we haven't. You know. All right. Well, great. Uh, Dave, what are you drinking tonight? Well, I'm off of my North Shore tour over the last couple of podcasts. I'm I've got a beer from Minneapolis, and uh, I was excited because it was it's a new beer for me, a uh, new brewery for me. Had a chance yesterday afternoon to go to uh, Wild Mind Ales in I guess rich, basically Richfield or, or South South Minneapolis, uh, if you want. But uh, yeah, really really cool brewery. First time I had been in there. Um, shout out to Sidewalk Dodd sidewalkdog.com it's dog friendly that's specifically what i was looking for at least inside you know they're friendly inside the inside the brew hall as well so yeah really cool the place was packed by the way i mean i think connor you mentioned there it's you know the breweries aren't too you know concentrated down there so there's not a whole lot um, right yeah but uh yeah so i was kind of you know i went there at two o'clock in the afternoon on saturday and i guess yeah just just kind of first of my first impression was wow this place looks cool uh it all it, they also have like kind of they also serve coffee um out of the same building um so i think they called it uh i can't remember what they called it but it was it was a clever play on the name but wild mind ale in richfield or south minneapolis yeah anyways i ended up going out of left field for this one i i i totally changed gears and ended up getting a a sour a, a fruited sour ale and specifically a smoothie style sour ale so that i haven't had one of those in a long time and this is really i went with their uh ghost friends it's called and this is like in their series they they've done i think these fruited sour ales for a while this is the, my first time trying them but you guys this is poor pod but you guys can see it is purple 
It is definitely mm -hmm. looks like it, it's very purple. It definitely looks like a smoothie style sour ale. And I, my palate is not that defined. I'm going to have to re just read this off to you because I can pick up on a few of these flavors. Um, but this is what, how they describe it. So smoothie style sour ale with chocolate joy cones, blackberry, black cherry, black currant, soft serve ice cream, marshmallow cream, and activated charcoal to boot. So <laughs> that, wow. you know, yeah. You have to yeah, like go to the gym and work out for an hour after that. Yeah, one. It, exactly. Exactly. And, and I've, I have said this before with the, the sours and it's been a while since I've had a sour, but yeah, it's definitely a sipper. You know, it's only 6%, so it's not going to kick your butt, but it's definitely a sipper just because it definitely has that sour taste. But I mean, it, I, I, I can taste a blackberry, black cherry maybe, but I mean, I don't even know what chocolate joy cones are. So obviously oh, yeah. I can't. <laughs> Anyways, that's, what, that's part of the reason why I wanted to uh, read the description, but it's a really unique beer in the sense that um, just the purple color. But uh, as far as the sour goes, and I've had a few, not recently, certainly not on this podcast, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a really neat, unique beer, unique brewery. And that's why I was just, I felt really lucky to uh, have the chance to go down there and they don't do crowlers, but they have like, you can walk in, they have a couple coolers. You can walk in, at least they used to do crowlers, Connor. I see you looking. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, I've gotten crowlers from there before. That's well, that's weird they don't I, do I asked specifically about that and they don't, but I, that was before I kind of saw, they have a couple coolers like off in the corner and they have four packs basically to go. So. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I ended up getting a four pack. Mm -hmm. So obviously I won't be having all four tonight, but had one yesterday as well. So yeah. Awesome brewery. Awesome beer. Yeah. Dave, nice. head back there, head back there in the summer. It's uh, it's great. They have like a big lawn out there that you can sit outside for and, uh, you've got some nice comfy chairs and they, they open the garage doors during the summer. It's a real nice kind of family, very, as you say, very dog friendly. Um, my wife and I used to go there all the time for trivia nights on, uh, on Thursday nights. So it was, uh, awesome. it was, it was a nice little place, but you're right. Um, the, uh, uh, wild mind is basically kind of in a dead zone, uh, for South Minneapolis, uh, brewings. You've got, uh, the closest brewery to it is Wooden Hill on the uh, on the west side of 100. And for those who don't know, the Wild Mind is just west of 35W, uh, just north of 62. Yeah. So, um, so you have to go west to Wooden Hill. You have to go east to Venn Brewing over at uh, um, over at Hiawatha, and then down and then down in Bloomington, you've got uh, nine nine mile. Those are the three closest breweries uh, to uh, Wild Mind. Interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely, yeah. definitely have to check it out in the summer. And I will shout out, they do have, they did have, you know, a big screen TV inside of the brew hall, which had, uh, I think it was all the games were over, but like the premier, you know, NBC premier, or I should say USA uh, premier league uh, going on. So the wrap up show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Nice. So maybe, maybe they are soccer friendly as well. So yeah. Nice. Right, great beers guys. I did forget to mention at the beginning of this podcast, uh, shout out to Sam from, uh, Pot on you loons uh, for doing his pub trivia. They did that Friday night. Uh, How'd that go? It went great. Actually, it's a really good setup. Uh, he does it through YouTube, and then you send him your answers through uh, Messenger on Facebook. Uh, there were 15 teams. Uh, my team included myself, my sister-in-law, Jamie, and my wife. Uh, Dave couldn't make it because he didn't fly until later. Nels couldn't make it because he had some, some other issues going on. So... Um, yeah, we didn't. We came in like the middle, 
you know, it wasn't, wasn't too bad. The, the questions were awesome. Um, and had a great time. And, uh, yeah. So if you guys ever want to do trivia, he does, I think he's trying to do it once a month, him and his wife. Uh, and, uh, I might, I might be doing it with him at some point, uh, one of these times. So That'd maybe from, cool. a, maybe from yeah, a brewery, how, he said, how, how, how long you did it see trivia? How long did it to last roughly? Cause it was, well, it was six different, so six different categories of 10 questions, 10 to nine questions each. So, and he gave you 10 minutes to do it. So it was probably like an hour, hour and a half. Okay. So um, he's pretty generous with the 10 minute thing. Um, you know, the problem you run into, of course, with doing any type of trivia, even in, even in in-house trivia is people can use their cell phones and Google shit all they want to. And it's tough to like, it's tough to like, you have something on the tip of your tongue. You didn't want to Google it, but you don't, you just don't want to. Um, but we, uh, we plowed through it yesterday. We did, we did a good score for being our first time. So uh, our team name was uh, Pull Tabs and White Claws. So Nice. Uh, yeah. That's, that's funny how you, you say tip your tongue because yeah, if you haven't heard, go back and listen to our episode when we, we attempted that oh. trivia. Now that was that was tough because that was soccer was related, tough. European soccer related, and this stuff yesterday was more like general knowledge stuff. So I I was kicking ass yesterday. I was really like nice just on the ball yesterday. It was kind of he had one he did initials like uh, if you listen to K fan to do initials he did one of those type of deals. Oh, they cool. Then yeah. he did like a chain one. Have you ever seen the the, the one chain reaction the the. Show. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. So he just he did something like that where it went through, and it's funny because you'd get one of them, and you'd be like, "Okay, what's the next one?" Well, then you think that one, they like you just start going, and it was it was fun. It was a good time. So uh, my sister in law definitely had a good time. She wants to do it again, so we will. I'll come join you and, next uh, time, Tony. For sure. Yeah, eight o'clock. It's eight o'clock on Friday, so it's kind of late. But that's okay. Uh, Austin will be asleep, and Laura will be chilling. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. Mm. All right, so. We have a game to talk about, guys. Before we get into that game, we should just mention if anybody has the athletic, uh, if you subscribe to that, uh, go read Jeff Reiter's article about uh, Ray. Um, he goes a little further in depth than most people have, and he kind of weeds out some things uh, going on with that we believe might be going on with Ray. Um, and uh, it's very interesting just to kind of uh, summarize it. It seems that Ray is going through some personal stuff with his family in terms of his wife and his kid. Um, so that might be the reason why he's not here. Of course, we don't know that. Uh, Jeff just puts that information out there about what he's heard from people down there, up here, anonymous sources in the locker room, in the front office. So um, go ahead and read that if you get a chance to. Uh, it's really good. So we... Move forward last night, guys, without Ray. Okay? And what did we all predict last week? Our predictions, well, this week, because we all predicted late in the week because we've got to. But our predictions this week were not good. No. No. We, yeah. were, we, we were like Twin Cities meteorologists in predicting snowstorms. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, could not predict. We we all thought we were going to sink. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way we, we would. I mean, that's what we all thought. To be to be uh, fair, like I mean, yeah, I don't know if I've ever got a prediction correctly, but at least I I I believe I predicted a one nil. You did, yeah. Score line. Now yeah. again, I was wrong as well because I had Dallas yeah. on top. <laughs> well, yeah. let's talk about 
what the lineup looked like because we were missing, of course, Ray. Also, Anne Maria did not show up in time to make the uh, to make the lineup or even on the bench because he was trying yeah, to get he didn't his even main the card. Yeah. yeah. So that didn't happen. So up top, we had Mender Garcia, who I believe uh, we should have up top if Emory is not starting. Uh, and it's funny because the broadcast, Apple broadcast is saying we were in a 4 4 2. Well, and it was. It was a mess. Yeah. That was, was a mess. Big, yeah. There's no way but, that was. They had Ariaga up top and Will Trap on the left. That's no, there's no way that was the. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I mean, I mean, clear as day. I mean, again, uh, shout out to Apple TV. I will get into that later. But I mean, I think they were actually in a four four two, um, and 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 more in a defensive structure though four four two. And then from there, when they were on the ball attacking, it kind of shifted into your typical. I shouldn't say typical because it wasn't typical, but you could call it a four two three one if you wanted to. Um, yeah. And and from there it was kind of a jam- jumble. I mean it it was it, I don't know. It's hard to call it a four two three one on attack, but it did. They did shift back into the four four two. They had really clean lines. I was you know if you watched on the broadcast, it did look like a four four two on defense only. I would say. Yeah, um, I mean, I was going to say that uh, there were several moments that it did not in any way, shape or form look like a four, two, three, one. Um, And actually, if you go back and look at the stats, specifically Robin Lutz stats, there's no way in hell it was four, two, three, one. Um, He was not playing like a 10 um, just based on the stats. Um, I mean, so I I think that they probably did have it kind of right. Like maybe it was a, a four, 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 one, one or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, which it really isn't technically a formation, but um, it, it was definitely Lud was playing something other than a ten, but he wasn't playing he wasn't playing a a, a forward either. So uh, I don't know. It was it was different. It it's it's and it's weird. If you look at the passing network, you can you you know you see Mender up front, but I mean I don't Mender hardly got a pass in the first half. He he had two shots off target. Um, and I think for large parts of the first half, you know, Lude was playing, you know, behind him like a 10 in the set out of the central, but it just, it didn't, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough. I think David, you called it. There wasn't enough, you know, there wasn't enough attacking action passing, you know, especially in that final third to really get a clear yeah. formational. Pitch. And I don't even think, I don't know that I saw Lude pass the ball to Mender once. I don't think he did. In the, no, at least in the, he always he didn't in the first half. But yeah, yeah, I, I really don't know that he did ever. And, and that's not a ten, like right. That's that's absolutely in no way, shape, or form a ten. Um, if you're not if you're not passing to your main attacking forward, um, and it, the passing network, Dave, as you said, um, everything was going through Franco. Um, anything that went up top to Mender came through Franco first and then went up to Mender. Um, and the vast majority of our possession went through the left side, um, mm-hmm. much less the middle and even less to the right. So it, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I think, I think that they were probably correct in a way that it, it I don't know that it was four, two, three, one, but it, it yeah. Well, whatever it was, uh, we had some different guys, of course, uh, especially on the back line, guys. Uh, you had Ariaga and Will Trap in the middle. 
But the back line had uh, Taxi on the left. Tapias started off in one of the center back positions, which I didn't know this, guys. Uh, Kalman wasn't even on the bench for this game. Oh, was he not? I didn't notice. I guess that's I didn't notice. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I, know, I didn't notice. I'm, I'm only. I I, t- I just learned that right now. I'm looking at the bench. At, you're right, Tony. I did not notice. I assumed he was, and he certainly was not. Good. Well, good and morning. my 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 my. I was frightened that uh, Heath was going to start Kelman instead of Tapias because I was like, well, Kelman's the guy he knows, and you know whatever. But he decided Tapias, and good for him because Tapias had a very pretty damn good yeah. game. Uh, Boxy, of course, started the other center back, and then uh, Valentin's. Yeah, the, it was Valentin. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the that was a surprise for I'm pretty sure most people listening to us. I don't think any anyone would have predicted that. I mean, yeah, he 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 came in, but and you know we knew he was with the squad, but I think pretty much everybody expected DJ Taylor yeah. to be out there on the right. And, you know, Absolutely. The strong season that Taylor had last year. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we'll learn more going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess if Zarek could start out start out there, he's in the you know in the first game of the year in the starting lineup. That's that's really interesting to me. That was the biggest surprise. I mean, I was surprised to learn that Armario, you know, didn't even make the trip. So, that was a surprise. But, yeah, second biggest surprise was Valentin getting the, the nod at the starting right back position over DJ Taylor. So, yeah. Well, he certainly filled the shoes very well. I, I was very impressed with how Valentin uh, played yeah. and, and um, you, you know, Not, from the looks of people, from the looks of uh, the comments on Twitter, a lot of other people were very, uh, were very impressed by Valentin too. And so it's only one game. So I don't know how long that's going to last. Uh, I still, I think would rather see DJ Taylor start at home uh, next match, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think like David touched. I mean, I know Valentin had some had was involved in the attack. He had some crosses in the game, but like I think David touched on it already. Um, he he didn't. You know, I think the attack was kind of down the left side. It, it you know in that. But again, was it a four two three one or not? But uh, yeah, I mean, as far as Valentin, whether you know he was solid enough, I think as we'll get into it, the the back line in general was you know with with the new names out there, uh, fairly impressive. Really, yeah. So well. David's camera stopped working, kind of like mine has in the past. So we'll uh, he can still hear us, I believe. David, you still there? Yeah, I'm here yet. <laughs> You're sitting in the dark down here. That's fine. Yeah. Um, so guys, let's get in the game a little bit here. Uh, let's just generalize the first half because there was there was some action, but really it was a sloppy first half. I mean, both teams, obviously it's the first game of the year. Uh, both teams are kind of figuring out what their lineups are going to be. You know, all that attacking, who's going to do whatever, and Davis back. So, I mean, really, guys, we just can we just all agree that the first half was very sloppy? Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's both sides. Yep. Yeah. I mean, both, our, both, both my dog and Connor's dog were not watching <laughs> the first half because it was sloppy. Yeah. Um, very disinterested in the first half. Um, so, guys, let's move on to the second half because, actually, you know, it's funny. We – we're zero zero going to the into the into the half, and you're going okay. Well, that's a good start. Although both teams are very sloppy, uh, there's there a chance that we could you know get a draw out of this? Is there a mm-hmm. chance that we could maybe you know do something more than that? Uh, and our questions were answered in the 48th minute uh, on the goal by Minder Garcia, which came off of it was a shot by by Frank Pony. 
yep. by Franco. Very hard shot by Franco. Uh, and uh, Mender picks up the rebound and scores a goal. And uh, hooray, right? I yeah. mean, this is... Yeah. yeah, and let's... um, I Yeah, a couple things. I, I'll start. Like, I, I I, was just... I mean, first of all, this credit to Kervin Ariaga. He, he, he put that ball, you know... He he started Kervin Ariaga mid like the midfield in front of the halfway point. But uh, I, I what I like about uh, Menor Garcia is who actually started like he was aggressive. He you know he was up front. That was a pass all the way from Ariaga to Kurt, to Menor Garcia. I think Menor Garcia didn't just lay back and wait for it. He came up aggressively, got that ball, you know, and and pushed it off, passed it off. I guess you'd call it to to uh, Franco. Who then what a what a shot out of midair. You know, mm-hmm. to get that on target, extremely difficult, but he did. And that's a key part of that play, you know, for Franco to get that out of midair, get it on target. He didn't sail it, get it on target. Of course, the goalkeeper saved it, but allowed the rebound to get back back to Mentor Garcia, who did not miss again. So you had two shots on target, uh, just a tremendous sequence there. You started off by Ariaga. So, yeah, just yeah. wonderful to say. And then, yeah, I guess Tony, like, yeah, well, they got out of the first half, in, you know, and I, at this point in the game, getting in, you know, up until the goal was scored, I guess I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, you know, I'm just impressed that it's still nil-nil on the road. And then to exactly. have that happen, it's one of, yeah. one of your jump off the couch moments to start the season, you know, mm-hmm. with a lead on the road. It was just a very exciting moment for sure. Yeah, I, I think that, um, you know, all our predictions, well, except for years, years Dave, all of our predictions expected more out of Dallas. Um, mm-hmm. And really, their stats, stat line, uh, I mean, if you look at shots taken, you look at the number of carries into the final third, you look at the number of passes into the final third, you look at the possessions within the, the um, penalty area, everything says that they should have been up two to one at that point or 3-0. I mean, it, honestly, they should have had multiple goals. Um, they had that stretch where it was, but they have like four corners in a row or five corners in a I row. Think, didn't yeah. they have seven corners in the first half alone? Yeah. Or maybe uh, yeah, it was that, there was that one chunk right before halftime. I mean, they were, they were controlling the ball. I mean, there were points that they had 90% possession. Um, in fact, the goal came when we only had like 23, 24% possession. So it was against our play. Um, and it didn't even come close to us having um, most possession um, near that goal. So, no. I mean, it's it's just everything suggested that FC Dallas should have been in a position that we were predicting them to be in. But they had they had the they had the Minnesota United of 2022 and kind of 2021 that they couldn't finish. They couldn't do anything with it. They were completely lacking all creativity and ability once that ball got into that final third. Yeah. I mean, um, like we were in really good shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. Good point, David. And like players like Jesus Ferreira, I mean, um, Tony, I think you noted last night that he was getting extremely frustrated throughout the game, especially into the second half, but like, you know, he Jesus Ferrer is basically non-existent. And the only player, even as early in the first, the first I think the fifth minute of the game, Paxton Pomichol, he looked dangerous for Dallas. He really did. He did. But out, outside of him, I mean, I, I really was not impressed by Dallas as a whole. And so, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, is it a fun, I mean, that's the question. Is it, is it, 
Is it Minnesota going on the road and being dominant in possession? They weren't. It was 60-40, David, like you pointed out. But, I mean, is it Dallas not having their best game in the first game of the year, or is it Minnesota, you know, hunkering down? Yeah, you know, you can't read into the first few games too much, I don't think. You know, I I think this was more of Dallas beat themselves than Minnesota beat them. Um, I mean, we had moments where we were passing – less than 60 percent i mean we we only finished at like 76 percent um robin lud was i think he was at like 44 percent passing i think mm-hmm. there were just some really really bad performances in the attack from minnesota the defense fantastic mm-hmm. i mean everything about them they bent they bent several times but they never came close to breaking they really didn't yeah. The the back line, um, but you know, really trap was phenomenal. Ariaga had his moments where he was a little shaky, but for the most part, he was great. Um that's I mean, you can win games that way, you can, but yeah. it's not very pretty. Yeah, and then you mentioned it, you know, the back line was fantastic. We didn't, I mean, Tapias, you know, Miggy, he was kind of an unknown. We, you know, obviously most of us haven't watched a lot of his games in the past, but you know, he I think. He surprised a lot of people, or maybe not surprised, but it was nice to see his movement, getting out wide, his his being able to make recoveries if needed, cover to the ground, you know, that Coleman can't, you know, as he's getting older. And Dane St. Clair, let's give him a shout out. Dallas had one shot on goal, right? Um, but it was a hell of a save. I think it was in the second half. It was, by, yeah. By Dane. Uh, die, or maybe it was in the first half. I'm sorry, but it, you know, you guys know the one I'm talking about. It, you know, yeah. diving save. I think it was shortly after um, Curvin Ariaga's free kick. Um, so it, it might have been in the first half, but uh, been, yeah, yeah. You know, credit to you know, Gain wasn't extremely busy. You know, and a lot of that was probably due to to the impressive play by Minnesota's back line and uh, and maybe Dallas's problems. But uh, yeah, a little bit of everything. But yeah, David, you touched, you hit it. I mean, I think if I was going to pick one thing out of this game, it was the back line and, and, and their movement and ability to recover and play solid. You know, I, I do, ha- I do have to give uh hats off to, well, you know what, what were you going to say, Tony, because that could be brought up a little bit later here. Well, let's, let's talk about the big controversy guys of this game yeah. that everybody was talking about on uh, Twitter. And that is the penalty on Mender Garcia. That was not called on a breakaway. Yeah, it wasn't going been... to be a penalty. It wasn't going to be a penalty. Well, it was going to it was going to be a it was going to be a it was going to be a, it was box. It should have been a red, red card. Red card. Red card. Yes. Yes. Right outside yes. the box. Free yeah. kick right outside the box. Uh it was definitely uh it definitely was a foul. Uh but no VR was given. I mean, they didn't even check VR. The ref on the field didn't ask for VR. Uh VAR, I should say. And um I don't understand if you're going to have VAR in MLS, these are types of things you should be looking at. And I don't oh. understand why you wouldn't VAR wouldn't just automatically look at it. Well, well did you well, they did should you, have? And then you, yeah. you you well, you you guys saw me in the te- text thread. I was like, what is going on here? What's going on here? Yeah. I watched eight yeah. replays, you know, in the time mm-hmm. that they had stopped the I'm like, oh, that's a red, that's a red, that's a red. And then absolutely I, did you guys see Andy and and this is Andy Greeter, credit to Andy Greeter, but basically mm-hmm. You know, the reporters were given this explanation by by the referee, Remy Tushan, and he said that the VRA gave check complete 
So they gave check complete, the VAR did, basically That's due cool. to the fact that Sebastian Ibegea played the ball first and all he contact did not. At, that's what the, but that's what they're saying. He played the ball first and all contact afterwards was normal contact, which I Bullshit. disagree with because I think that leg was way too high. So but that was the explanation. That's complete they, bullshit. He might have gotten a touch on the ball after the initial tackle, but no, yes, he, he very, very much came in contact with I, Bender you know, first. And that's what I understand is- because, th- but that's what, that's the point I want to make. VAR, VAR came back and said, check complete. And that was their explanation. Ball, and played the ball first. Pro referees for you. Yeah. And here's the thing. It doesn't matter if you get the ball. It, it, it doesn't. What, where did this ever come from? If you look at the rule book, a foul is a foul. You can have, you could get all ball and still foul the guy, and it can still be called. The, this idea that you can't, you you somehow are, at, you know, completely um, exonerated because you touched the ball first. It, I mean, if if your leg is in play to just sweeping him out, it doesn't matter if you get even a nick on the ball. It doesn't matter. He, he clearly, clearly fouled him. Um, I think the I think the biggest issue is, that this is a call that would have been reviewed 99% of the time last year. And absolutely. And I, I think, think that they're trying to dial it back a bit this year, I bet. Mm-hmm. And they're, they went too far this time. Yeah. Like, so, you know, well, do you think that, here's a question, guys. Do you guys think that uh, this would have been reviewed a little bit more if it had been against LAFC or the Seattle Sounders? Well, if it was, are you are you going down the the no respect yeah. road? <laughs> the, are you going know, down man. the yeah? Are you going I, down I mean, the? No, you might be right. Yeah, I mean, Minnesota right, yeah. gets the short end of the sticks a lot of the time, so I I don't know. I I, mean, I, I thought it was a, a clear red card. Well, yeah, you know, if it was like a rolled in, or it was a Vela, or it was yeah. uh, even like Joseph Martinez. Yeah, um, yeah, maybe you could have some. Well, here's, here's my question for you. I'm having a hard time pulling up the replay as we think. But one thing I remember is, okay, fine. VRA, VR, VR, VAR must have came back. VAR, I got it. I got it on the third try. Anyways, VRA came back. VAR came back and said, check complete. <laughs> so the referee kind of let it go. But I, as I recall, the referee had a pretty good view of this. So I was blown away that there wasn't a foul called at the very least. Well, I, at least, yeah, like, bothers me. I, I mean, I, I think I the referee had a good view of it. He didn't call it, didn't see it, whatever it is. And then VR, VAR came back and said, check complete. So it's done. It's over with. I just can't check. believe it. a foul wasn't called in real time by the referee. That's I, what I want. I want to know how many angles VAR looked at because we saw at least eight shots on the replay on Apple yeah. TV telling us that, hey, he went through his back leg, and he might have gotten the ball a little bit, but he still went through his back leg. You know, through his leg. I mean, that, that's just, that's what happened. And yeah. if you want to, if you want to do it, I think anytime you have a breakaway in soccer, that should be if you're going to go for the ball, it should be a foul. I mean, if you're going to speed up on a guy and get him from behind, it's going to be a foul nine times out of ten. Yeah, you know, you know especially if you're the last defender. Yeah. yeah. It, Tony, that's a perfect point. There's rule number one. If you get behind your player in the penalty box, what do you never do? Touch him. No. 
Yeah, like, no, you, if no. you yeah. lose your guy in the penalty area, you do not touch. Mm-hmm. No, it's the same way. You lose your guy on the pitch anywhere Ooh. else. The last thing you want to do is touch him because you're behind the play. You're guaranteed. You're, nine times out of 10, you're going to foul. Him. Yeah. And it, it's going to get cold re- yeah. regardless. Let alone the fact so, that you're, yeah. let alone the fact that you're in a, an obvious goal scoring situation. It's a last defender and he's already behind you. This is yeah. 100% an wow. orange card. An orange yeah. card. Like, at the very minimum. Get, at the very yeah. minimum. And give me one more chance of saying it. VAR. I don't know how they can say that was ball first after looking at those replays. Because I've just looked at a few of them now. And boy, I mean, I don't. Maybe it was. But yeah. I, I don't know. It didn't quite look like it. It looked like he came <laughs> through the ankle to get the ball. So, and there you go, David. It has to be clear and obvious that it, you know, I I guess that's what they're probably arguing. It has to be clear and obvious that it wasn't the correct call. Mm-hmm. But still, you think you got to look at it from a perspective. It has to be clear and obvious that it was the correct call. I mean, if you're sitting there and you're looking at like four different angles and you can't tell what it was, I think you have to say, referee, take a look at it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think you have well, to. I mean, because the VAR shouldn't be deciding the outcomes. The head referee shouldn't be either, but at least the head referee is in the right position to do it. And I, I just, I, yeah, I think we'd be more upset about this, guys, if this game ended up in a one-to-one draw, or or if, yeah, if it was Dallas Milton came back, yeah, or if Dallas came back and beat us two to one. It is true. Minnesota, be- Minnesota United Twitter would be flooding with a bunch of uh, yeah. with a bunch of narratives right now. Yeah. So that was the big controversy from this game, guys. But let's let's wrap this game up, up in a bow, guys. Uh defensively well. We got we got a goal. We got three mm-hmm. points in Dallas, yeah. which Dallas had lost a home game, home opener since I think uh, it's been like nine it... nine years or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Been a while. Yeah. Been a while. So Going out of Dallas, and also, guys, uh, the guys revenge game. Yeah, the revenge game from the playoffs. You know yeah. what? You know what helped us. You know what helped us out, guys. You know what the temperature was in Dallas last night. It was chilly. It was forty-eight degrees. It was forty-eight degrees. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, know I, noticed, I hadn't. I hadn't looked at the temperature at all, and, and then I saw them breathe. Like you could see their breath. I was mm-hmm. like, "Dang, that must be cold." And yeah, yeah so I looked yep. it up. Yeah, it's crazy. Forty-eight degrees. Oh, guys. so. 48 yeah, degrees then, sounds balmy right now. Mm-hmm. And then credit to uh, Tony and, and Tony and David. I know you guys brought this up, but like they 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 did, did not park the bus. I mean, I was going to say that. Yeah, the last what twenty? I was getting nervous. You know, you know, especially after you know Mender's lack of a, a foul there. I was getting nervous. Is you know, I, I, you know, am I going to be biting all the nails off my fingers? through this one is it going to be just sit back and just absorb everything from dallas but it wasn't the case that it definitely yeah. was not you know yeah so that, you know i yeah. felt like maybe they did around the 82nd minute or so they did they did um, yes they yeah. started to yeah it yeah. was it was definitely it was that was after i had brought it up on text um mm-hmm. and i i really feel like they did a, a good job of just kind of playing it um yeah. And it definitely was not Adrian Heath style soccer by any means. No. But or, this is or that's we're accustomed to anyway. 
But that's a good thing, though. Yeah. You got like Adrian Heath is so used to parking the bus. I was I was the same in the same boat as you, Dave. I was hoping that he wouldn't start he wouldn't start parking the bus in like the seventieth minute. And so when I saw that he was still kind of uh, still sort of parking the bus, but uh, but still kind of attacking in like the eighty fifth minute, I was very very impressed. So I hope we see more of that. And uh, we can't leave. We we cannot leave this game without at least mentioning one of the subs. Uh, yes. In the Which I was going to say, but Hassani Dotson came in uh, yes. in the second half. It was nice to see Hassani back on the pitch after his injury last year. Um, get back out there and actually look pretty pretty spry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For having a leg injury, I mean, uh, yeah. that's that's a big deal. I mean, uh, he had. He had that one foul that I was like, oh, gosh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's right. Yeah. Out yeah. for another uh, season. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 great to see Hassani back in. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all rooting for him to have a great season. I am especially because uh, he was one of my picks to have a great season this year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, guys, 1-0 is the final. We win against Dallas, three points. Now we move on to face. Nobody next week because oh. we have a game next week. Yep. We'll yeah. buy. We have a buy. It's a week. buy in week two. Buy in week two. We do not yeah. have a game until the following weekend in at home. It's our home opener against uh, the Red Bulls. Um, so that will be a that'll be a great game. I'm sure. Uh, could be cold. Could be warm. Could be snowy. Could be lightning. Could be whatever. Um, so yeah. So we usually right now, we guys, we make predictions about next game. We're not going yeah. to at this point uh because that's two weeks away uh so yeah um anything else from the game you guys want to talk? well let's talk about well let's briefly talk about the apple tv experience oh yeah 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 um, on here um i enjoyed it except for the technical difficulties with the sound and the popping of the screen off and on every once in a while you knew that was going to happen uh with the first game of the season on apple tv i knew that they were going to have printed problems they did i was able to listen to the live uh radio broadcast from minnesota the minnesota broadcasters which is cool to listen to that uh it is funny i i was doing a little surfing before the game started to other games that started previously i found callum on the uh he was doing the cincinnati game um and i switched over to their radio broadcasts and they are obviously an fm broadcast and you can tell because there's a lot cleaner than ours which is an am broadcast so of course we're on i think we're on am 1500 i believe 1500 yeah no, yeah, yeah. i was just impressed that it was i i did switch over just for a brief period of time to test it basically and but i was impressed right away only because it was it was absolutely synced up to the action that was my concern that it wouldn't be synced and it would be kind of awkward but it was synced as good as you could have expected to. So that was kind of cool. Um, yeah, you know, I watched uh, the first half of the uh, Miami match and then switched it over. You know, I, I liked it. Um, we talked before we came on about crisp the resolution was. Mm -hmm. um, it, it looked like you were watching in 4K. Um, yeah. I, I think they did well with that. You know, again, you know, the blip with the audio in the Minnesota match, it's going to happen. Um, yeah, I mean, props to Apple. I loved the stupid thing for me, but 
Um, I love the score and time. Very simple. There's mm-hmm. nothing there. It's just the score and time and colors, you know? I mean, yeah. it was just very simple, very Apple, honestly. Um, I, yeah, I was, I yeah, I was impressed with the first first match. You know, it's only going to get better as the season goes on. And they get these kinks worked out, so fantastic. Yeah. Props. Yeah, I think, I think I just uh, I, I I like the interface. I mean, I, I was really impressed with the interface. I mentioned some of the options that you have. You know, before the season season even started. As you click through the Apple TV interface uh, for the season pass, and then even mid game, we were talking about it. I don't know if, and then post game, and we were talking about before we came on post game, you can click right back on to your season pass, whether you're on uh, your computer, iPhone, or iPad, or Apple TV. And and you can click through and see there there like this I popped on before we jumped on the podcast there there was a few highlights uh, met our Garcia goal but then you have options to replay the match you can do it like you can just watch a recap that was seven and a half minutes in the case of this game or you can watch the full broadcast uh, just it's just a really smooth interface I love that part about it as well yeah. and uh, nobody yeah. had uh, problems with any uh, viewing except for Connor with his TV. Yeah, Which, and uh, I mean it was my TV. It was it was it had nothing to do with Apple Apple TV. It's just <laughs> the refresh rate of my TV. So I ended up moving downstairs to my uh, my basement TV for the second half, and it was much better. Uh, but yeah, I I loved it too. It was uh, it was great resolution, great. Uh, I I had absolutely no issues with it whatsoever. I also noticed, guys, that if you have the Apple, of course, everybody has it on their Apple phones. Um, I was getting the score. Uh, the game and also some uh, kind of some little not highlights, but the action when I popped up on my uh, my screen. So when you pop your screen up here, it would because I have it pushed to my screen, it would show me the score right when I lifted my phone up. So it has your time on your phone, yeah, person, and it had the score, or whatever. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's cool, you know, that's, that's it's- nice for games that I'm not gonna be able to watch, you know. And it, yeah, it does it for multiple games at a time too. I had the I had the Austin St. Louis game on uh, mm-hmm. on it too, and mm-hmm. and it's uh, it was in real time. It was it mm-hmm. was literally down to the second. So yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, well done to Apple. Oh yeah, and then so. I, we talked about it like yesterday. I was playing around with it just first time, but pitcher and pitcher was, yep. was something that I wasn't I I wasn't using it, but I tried it. And I, I wasn't sure if that's something that is part of Apple TV. I believe you could do that with ESPN Plus as well. And when I say you could, I was using an Apple TV, you know, the Apple TV hardware itself. So that might sure. be part of that. I, I yeah, think it not, is the hardware. Yeah. Yeah, it's not part of. So I'm on my PS5. It's not part of that hardware. Okay. It's so not I believe, part of their app on there. And again, I never use it, but except for rarely here and there. But I think. I think I was doing that with the ESPN plus as well. So it might just be the Apple yeah. TV hardware. So shout out to Apple TV hardware. I've used the same device for probably the last five years and it's been pretty good. And we did yeah. get an answer to our question from last week in terms of how this is going to play out for bars and restaurants and breweries. Uh, Apple TV did have an agreement with direct TV to put it on their direct TV business plan, which most places have. So if you go to a bar or a pub and they have direct TV, you'll be able to watch any of the games that you want to, Loons games, whatever. So that's all been figured out. Uh, it's interesting to say see that there are some people on Twitter 
Uh, Wes was a guy on Twitter who was questioning it because he hadn't gotten an update from anybody saying, here's what's going to happen, you know, which is weird because he'd be like, you'd think they'd want to like push that out and say, hey, look, bars, restaurants, breweries, Apple TV is going to be available on your direct TV account. Here you go. But obviously I didn't do that. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, good. Yeah. So it was a good experience on Apple TV, guys. Uh, and uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season watching it. And uh, what I'm excited to see how they do the Leagues Cup uh, come uh, yeah. July, August. There, see yeah, how that works be... out for them. So yeah, yeah. interesting to see how it works. So, all right, uh, Connor, do we have some uh, soccer history? I do have some soccer history, but I got a question before we go through with that. Um... So, uh, guys, it's only been one game so far. Uh, it's only been the first game. Um, how much of a case was this, though, that Emmanuel Reynoso is not as integral to this team as we thought he was? It's a tough question. Who wants to start? Uh, I'll go. Um, yeah. No idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's one you know, game. It's hard. It's one game, yeah. It's now, it's an early question, said, I know. Yeah. Yeah. With that said, we scored a goal and we won. So yeah. now, do I want to continue the whole season this way? I don't know. Um, so it's one game. I don't know. Um, it's it's uh, it lessens my fears. Yeah, that's a good way of that. putting it. Yeah. 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 I. I I guess my my answer. I, I'm I'm still very nervous. You know, I, I hey, hey, there's two weeks until the next game. Maybe he'll come up in that two weeks. I don't know, but I mean, how how this isn't rhetorical, but you know, how important is Reynoso to this club? I mean, extremely. Can there's hardly any. There's probably not another club in this league where you have your central attacking midfielder that's so important. Like this offense ran through Reynoso basically since he got here. I, I saw something um, that was really interesting, but since it started 2020, um, Minnesota is 26, five and five when Reynoso either has a goal or an assist. And that that's incredible. The other thing I just saw, I think, oh gosh, just yesterday wrote it down. I had to, cause it's hard to believe, but Reynoso had, a quarter of this team's touches in the final third last year alone, a quarter that that's, that's far yeah. and away the most in the league. So, and it, it's just, he's so crucial to this team that I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very afraid of that of not having him for this season. The, the th- Cause you can honestly sit here and ask the question is Reynoso the best 10 in this league, you know, and to not have him. Now I think we, we all know the answer to that. The an- well, the answer is yes and no, because he's gone on terrors where he absolutely has been, but then he gets really inconsistent. Now, here's where I'm going. I think he can be the best 10 in the league, but um, I think where he struggled was when players in front of him, whether it was Armoria last year or Halongwe or even Franco Frangipane at times, you know, just they, they couldn't put it together. So I think once when they were, when, when players were struggling in front of him, he would struggle. I think he would get frustrated. Um, so my my question is, or my basically answer to your question is, Connor, I, yes, I, I'm scared. I, I think this could be rough without him. However, the bright side is there's going to be an opportunity for as long as he is away for players like Menor Garcia 
and Halongwe and, you know, Frangapane to really step up. And of course, Robin Lude to really step up. And if this team can like get better without him, figure something out. If you put a player of his caliber back into that 10 spot, you know, it could, this team could blow up and reach my prediction of, you know, more than what, what I say, 49 goals. So no, here's the devil's advocate because we might as well just go down this rabbit hole. Um, I brought this up last episode as my my hot take or my crazy prediction. Um, sorry, my backup crazy prediction. And then I brought it up on, on Twitter this week too. There's a chance that Ray is the problem with this team. I think mm-hmm. um, I think we depend on him too much. I think he's, as you said, Dave, he's terribly inconsistent. I also don't know that it's tied to the performance of his teammates. I think he tries to use that as an excuse on the field hmm. for his inconsistencies. Um, but I think that when you have a player who thinks they're as dynamic as he does, that can be a significant problem. I also think that if we get better as the season goes on and he isn't here, when he comes back, that's going to be a massive problem mm. because mm. he has an ego as most good players do. Um, and I don't think his ego is going to be able to handle the fact that he doesn't have to be number one. We've seen it all. I mean, we've seen how he cannot share the limelight with his teammates. He can't. Um, and I think that's why I've argued now that he may be the problem. Um, but and you know yeah. that problem could get that problem could get bigger too once Emmanuel Arnoso does return to play, because you'll uh, as you said, Dave, there is an opportunity for the other players in that final third to really step up and become a cohesive unit by themselves. So when Reynoso yeah. comes back, that's where the disconnect is going to be because mm-hmm. Reynoso yeah. is not going to be used to that. And yeah, you can't. Can you, just, you can't. Yeah, you can't just throw. If if let's just say you know let's be opti- let's be optimistic. Let's say we they do figure something out. And then all of a sudden you throw Reynoso back into the mix, it could blow it all up again, right? right. Couldn't it? Yeah. That's what you're saying, Connor. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we all know Reynoso is like the, you know, the center of the spoke, right? I mean, he's he's the center of the wheel. And when this team is going hot, he is doing dynamic things. When this team's going cold, he's not doing anything. And he likes to blame people for him not doing things and you're right, David. He does do a lot of blame and well, this is this is happening, this is happening. But again, when you have a team centered around one guy, you, you depend on that one guy to win games or lose games. You know, you can go back to last year and you can look at games that we lost. Either Reynoso probably had a shitty game, or he wasn't there, or he got injured, or something happened. But games we had great games was when he had a great game himself. If we can make this team uh, better without him, hats off to Adrian Heath, oh. and 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 make a team that's more cohesive and a group. So depending on one guy, I think this team can do better than when Reynoso's on the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Good point, Tony. And another thought I had is, you know, it's hard. It's the first game of the year. It's a one-nil win, which is fantastic on the road. What a way to start the 2023 campaign that's phenomenal. But I, I also look back to last year. If you guys remember, um, 
the year started against it was it um philadelphia and nashville with one one draws and then then it was the new york red bulls and and uh, san jose with a couple one nil win wins, victories for, wins, for the yeah. Lions. but those were you know for the first four games of the year this club scored one exactly one goal a game and so here we are first game of the year small sample size but it's one goal you know, it was one goal scored in a away victory. So I'm not taking away from that at all, but I'm just, it's, it's a little, we, let's wait and see what we got here, but you know, and, hey, yeah, I mean, and we've and, been that way for the most part, yeah. we've been that way we and struggled significantly. And, and you know, another, Hey, I'm not rack, ragging on this team at all. Hey, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. We were out, we were without our top, you know, we were out, we were, we didn't even have our top, you know, theoretically our top striker available in Armoria. Of course, Reynosa wasn't there. And so they had a plan coming into this game and, you know, it, it worked with a one nil victory. So yeah. let's see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be kidding me right now. Um, I just watched my dog pee on the floor. Oh, I was going to say, you don't, you, you don't, uh, you don't, you didn't like, no, I just Tony. <laughs> watched my dog pee on the floor in front of me because his diaper's off. Well, not, wow. well, how do you, how do you get around the diaper? Son of a bitch. So anywho, um, yeah, Connor, you got some, uh, history for us. I, I got a couple of them. It was, it's a, uh, in this week in history, it, it's a fairly, um, Sporad- there's there aren't many facts that have happened in the last week in over Minnesota soccer history. So we're gonna go uh we're just gonna do a couple of them. So let's today is February 26th. We're gonna go back to let's say February 21st. Oh, here we go. That's a good one. Uh shout out February 21st, 2017. United signed a certain Jerry Tison. From Yay. FC Luzerne. All right. Jerry, we hope you're still listening. We love you. Favorite guest of the podcast. Yeah. Um, and then the last one. Uh, uh, you know what? We'll do this one. We'll do uh, it's February 25th, 1986, uh, when the Strikers won at the Dallas Sidekicks 7-4. to four. Wow, nice. Yeah. Indoor soccer, they, they get really, really high scoring, I guess. I know. Yeah. You yeah. might as well do another one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our host is MIA. Yeah. All right. Uh, so let, let's go back then to uh, – you... All right. We'll go with uh, February 20th, 2019, when United won game two of the Orlando City Invitational 1-0 against – NYCFC. Nice. So, cool. Yeah, that's a cool one. Yeah. Huh. All right. How's Draco? Well, he, you know, I put a diaper on him, dudes, and somehow his wiener got outside the diaper. <laughs> he decided to piss right in front of me. <clears throat> what kind of diaper is he wearing? It's like a dog diaper. Huh. But like yeah. I watched him, I'm like looking at him. He's like, he's got the squat down. I'm going, well, he's in his diaper. So then all of a sudden he's moving. I'm like, there's a freaking wet spot. What the fuck? Mm. Son of a beasting. Uh, oh. All right. Well, thanks, my dog gets out of those diapers. Yeah. Well, he tries to, too. And that's the problem. Oh. But... There's supposed to be like, I don't know, the ones we got to say that it's not possible to get out of them. We're like, yeah, it does. No, yeah. it's, it's, po- it's possible. Very possible. And uh, yeah, so guys, I have a choice for you. We'll do, we'll do one. We'll do one quick funny story. 
you guys want to talk about uh, people getting uh, hurt in a uh, chocolate accident or Roman or uh, Roman sex toys that are discovered? Roman sex toys? Oh, I saw that story. I mean, I saw both those stories, but. Mm. Huh. Oh, boy. No choice. Chocolate, chocolate or sex, guys. Chocolate or chocolate. sex. Chocolate. Let's keep it light. Let's keep yeah. it light. Chocolate. We'll okay. go with Willy Wonka. I, I, I haven't heard either of these stories. So let's do chocolate. Mm-hmm. So, a factory uh, was fined after a staff was hurt in a chocolate accident. Uh, the employees fell into a vat of sweet goodness while doing maintenance oh, work. Emergency <laughs> personnel had to had to cut a hole in the bottom of the tank to free them. Oh boy! Uh, oh my god! Factory, factory which makes M and M's and Mars bars has been fined more than fourteen thousand dollars after an accident in which two workers fell into a vat of chocolate. The uh, accident happened at the uh, Mars Wrigley uh, plant in Pennsylvania in June 2022 saying the workers are not authorized to work in the tanks and were not trained on the proper safety procedures for the equipment. Officials said the two workers who were employed by an outside contracting firm fell into the partially filled chocolate tank when doing maintenance work. Emergency responders were able to free the pair by cutting a hole in the bottom of the tank. Both were taken to the hospital, one by helicopter. Company's representative told reporters last week that the safety of our workers is a top priority. As always, they appreciate OSHA's collaborative approach to working with us to conduct an after-action review. So, could you guys well, imagine going uh, to a vat of chocolate and getting stuck? Well, no. Well, and well, this 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 yeah. one's double because first of all, it wasn't just one worker; it was two. And yeah. you know, this there's a little bit of crossover between brewing and I would assume any kind of food production. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're talking about chocolate or beer, like you're you're you, you would assume you're talking about a vat, or and yeah. the entry space should be fairly. You know, it'd be a little swivel handle, and there might be an 18 inch circular hole maybe that was not the case but i i'd have a hard time imagining it wasn't so for the fact that one person fell in was one thing but two yeah. unless unless they pulled each other in that's yeah it seems i, I would this is gross incompetence so, yeah, that's what it feels yeah. like you know i mean to be fair they said that they value the uh, safety of their employees and these two weren't their employees so um i, I say they get a free pass on this one loophole Contracted workers, yep. Yeah. yeah, whatever. So this one resonates with me because I'm a big Smothers Brothers fan, and they have the old uh, uh, fell into a vat of chocolate song or slash skit that they do. Uh, I'm sure if you looked it up on YouTube, you would be able to find it. It's literally a song about falling into a vat of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think this is hilarious. It's, it's just this has to be like not a real story. It's screams <laughs> really Wonka, doesn't it? It, just, mm. it does. Augustus, it, it screams Augustus, Augustus Gloop. Gloop. Yeah. Augustus Gloop. Hey, uh, not, by the way, not allowed to call Augustus Gloop fat anymore. Or, I don't know if you guys saw the news story about that. No. Mm-hmm. They no. want to redo. They want to redo it. They want to redo uh, the uh, the book because they call. I guess uh, Willy Wonka calls him a something fat something or yeah. something like that. They want to redo it. Uh. I don't okay. Call yeah, whatever. So, that seems but he, overboard. It does. But he he fell into the the chocolate river. Got sucked up in that yeah. tube. Yeah. You know. I mean, that kind of makes the whole story the fact that he's mm-hmm. fat, too large for that segment. If, right. Um, if, I I'm with Dave though. I I feel like 
this should have been a very small opening. And it, you have to wonder, so they got tagged for um, improper training, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to think that they did something that they shouldn't have to access the VAT. And because mm -hmm. they did that, it showed regulators that they weren't properly trained. It has mm -hmm. to be. He's like, yeah. yeah, Dave, I'm with you. I, I feel like it should be that that screw, you know, that wheel door that's yeah, not yeah. very big. Well, didn't they and say that they were performing maintenance on the tank? They did say but, that, but yeah, but that's the other thing. What are you doing maintenance on a vat that's being used? Well, exactly. That's a good point. Like you're you're probably maybe you're servicing the manhole, or you're serving that cover, mm -hmm. or you're you're, you're cleaning like, the outside of the tank I, or something. Mm -hmm. I can't. Imagine what you're doing, assuming there's chocolate in the tank, so you're not you're forward nat normal production. You shouldn't be leaning too far into that tank, anyways, for production quality. Yeah. You know, I mean, you feel like I mean, and maybe that production was getting tossed, right? Like maybe that that entire vat was now deemed unclean, and so they're because of the maintenance that they were doing, but. It's there's some sketchiness going on here. Yeah, it's it's um, funny, guys. That uh, what'd you say, Dave? Servicing the manhole. I think <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen that movie before. I think I've seen that. Movie. Uh, that went right <laughs> over his head. Oh, oh, there it goes. That was that was no. a slow burn right there. That was a slow burn. <laughs> that's actually. I think I think that's going to be actually the uh, the the title of our our podcast uh, this week. Oh, I think boy. that's a good one. <laughs> Servicing it's, the manhole. It's not uncommon for a lot of things to go right over the top of my head, but uh, get it. I got that one. Yeah, there you go. Uh, we'll go I'm also wondering. Meeting. I'm also wondering how hot that chocolate was in there. You know, yeah, maybe yeah. could have been pretty hot. Yeah, you know, you never know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, going into a vat of hot chocolate or it's not a good thing. I don't want to die that way. No, no. I don't think so. Uh, before we get out of here, guys, I just want to mention that uh, we talked about it last week after the podcast. We I forgot that we were going to do this. Uh, next week, we'll have it on. It is our new segment called Ask the AI. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, our, yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, will be our, which will be our new segment. We're going to ask a question to the uh, AI, the uh, chat GPT AI, which I have been which I have access to. Which anybody can have access to, but we're going to ask it a question and see what it says uh, during this podcast. So we will do that next week. Um, and it could be anything. It could be about the loons. It could be about uh, the melting you know, point of chocolate, which is yeah, melting point of chocolate, 80, 86, 90 degrees yeah, Fahrenheit. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll do that next week. Uh, anything you guys want to talk about before we get out of here? No. Uh, no. Are we good? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all good. So we will do a podcast uh, next Sunday. It will be a very quick one because we have no game. But we will do uh, maybe a little preview of the upcoming game against New York and give our predictions for the score uh, and then talk about anything else that's going on. Maybe the Reynoso thing. Finally, we get some talking between the two sides. And or maybe whatever. there's a signing. Maybe there's a signing. Could be Could a signing. Be. We, have, we have some – there's some rumors out there. So maybe that will happen. So – Maybe they send Harrison Heath to space. May, yeah. Or maybe my dog pisses on the floor in front of me again. Maybe that yeah. happens. I don't know. Sure. Never know. So, 
All right, guys, for myself, Tony, for Dave, David, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys next week. Go Loons. Go Loons. Go Loons.